Hello and welcome to the Olympic Channel podcast. I'm Ed Knowles. The podcast is the place to get the best bits from olympicchannel.com. We've got interviews, bits about Korean culture and behind the scenes access because I've got them all on my pass printed and I'll be taking you truly beyond the snow and ice. I've just come out of the absolute freezing cold that is Pyeongchang. And one thing that will blow you away when you see the coverage is the view. It's really amazing and it is absolutely freezing. I've got a merino wool lamb layer on, I've got a t-shirt, I've got a hoodie, I've got my jacket, socks, three pairs of socks and some very nice boots. And still the cold just filters right through. The view though is absolutely amazing. You can see the ski jumping from just outside from where I am right now. And that will probably be going on as you listen to this. So will the curling. I haven't yet managed to get to the coastal cluster, but I'm really looking forward to taking a visit. Coming up in this show, Olympic champion snowboarder Jamie Anderson lets us in on her secret to staying focused. You really gotta take a deep breath and just be where you are. British curler Eve Muirhead tells us about her other sporting obsession. I do play a lot of golf and um, it's good to be able to juggle it between summer and winter. But first, let's take a look at what are the top stories at olympicchannel.com. What do a lion and a rabbit have to do with Ghana's first Winter Olympian? Akwasi Frimpong shared a powerful message ahead of his Olympic debut. How are the athletes braving the cold? Pyeongchang 2018 is going to be the coldest game since Lilyhammer 1994. So how can you, as an athlete, prepare for these conditions? And we take you behind the scenes of Intel's eSports tournament. Olympic Channel bagged exclusive access to the Extreme Masters. Find out why the best pro gamers are at the Winter Olympic Games by going to olympicchannel.com. Click on the news tab and you'll be there to check all those stories out. So the setting for the Olympic Games here in Pyeongchang really is incredible. They call the local area here the Alps in Asia. But even with all the natural beauty, with all the comings and goings, it's really easy to get distracted, especially as an athlete. Despite all the noise, snowboarder Jamie Anderson showed how focused she can be when she won slope-style gold back in Sochi 2014. Anyone who's even had a quick glance at her Instagram knows that she's yoga crazy. So I asked her why it's so important to stay present. It's huge. I think staying in the moment wherever we are is crucial, but especially at this event where there's so much going on and everything, you really got to take a deep breath and just be where you are. What are the sort of things you do to keep grounded? I bring a lot of tea with me and I kind of have like a little sanctuary in my room. I have some crystals, a little singing bowl for meditation and yeah, just try to like take every moment and be chill. There's a lot of cool outside space here in Korea. Have you had a chance to go and see some trees and maybe go and experience some nature? <laughs> well, meditating, um, I haven't really. It's been so cold. I've been wanting to go on walks and be outside, but I've really just been trying to like climatize to the zone and I've been a little jet lag, so trying to rest when I can. But um, today I got out on the mountain and just taking a couple turns and the fresh snow felt really good. It is so cold out there, but one of the things that you definitely know about is that we're losing the cold in some places. Can you explain why it's difficult um, for some people that perhaps don't understand, you know, we need to perhaps do something about it? Yeah, I mean, obviously climate change has been an issue for a lot of years and being someone that really loves and appreciates nature but knows I can be hypocritical at times from 
traveling and flying all over the place and um, not living a fully sustainable life. Um, I just try my best and I think one thing that all of us can do is not try to fight each other over the situation, just realize that there's a real problem going on environmentally and we have to make choices in our own life that are going to help benefit that. And even if the people we're looking up to may not be, all we can do is practice in our own life and hopefully inspire those around us. Is there somewhere specific where you've been, you've turned up perhaps, or have plans to go somewhere and it's just been completely decimated? I mean, this year in California, all in the US, there's no snow anywhere. And I think people kind of forgot about the serious effects of climate change because last year we had a lot of snow, but I think that's what we're going to see more of, more dramatic fires and more um, no snow in places like Tahoe and Colorado and, you know, all over the West Coast. Um, so it's been really sad, but just hoping that, you know, humans are brilliant. Look at all the stuff we've done. I really hope that we tap into some more natural resources and find sustainable ways to live. Thanks to Jamie for taking the time out to talk to us. She's on to watch at the Slope Style event for sure. Coming up, you've just seen something incredible on TV at the Winter Games. You want to know how to scream awesome in Korean? Well, Olympic Channel volunteer Heiji Kim will be helping out for that in just a sec. Now, Eve Muirhead is one of the world's most recognisable curlers. She led her British team to bronze at Sochi and her team is going into Pyeongchang 2018 as reigning European champions. It's a family affair this year too, with two of Eve's brothers, Glenn and Thomas, forming the backbone of the men's British team too. This will be Eve's third Olympics and there's no questioning her curling credentials. But her home of Scotland is famous for inventing another sport other than curling another in which she excels, golf. I managed to speak to Eve as she was picking up her Team GB kit just before she flew out to Pyeongchang. I do play a lot of golf and um, it's good to be able to juggle it between summer and winter. Um, I definitely don't get the clubs out in the winter. Um, I'm a fair weather golfer, but I, I love being able to play. I love being able to hit the ball round in decent numbers. Um, my short game's not up to much right now, but I can still blast the driver a fair distance. <laughs> And by the sounds of things, you're the best mule head on the team as well. Like, out of all of them, it was uh, through gritted teeth that Glenn said that you were the best. So, uh, At golf? Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, the boys, they just pretend that, that they can, they've got a bit of skill in golf, but really all they do is stand up and try and batter it as hard as they can every single time, and they put in a lot of extra steps on the, on the golf course. There are some similarities, though, really, between those things. The yips, for example, doesn't seem to affect you too much. You know, what are the similarities between the two sports? I think there is a lot of similarities. Um, both the sports take a lot of kind of touch play, if you know what I mean. If you're kind of playing around the green and you're trying to work out the speed of the greens and the contours and things, it's all the same when it comes to curling, like the, the curl on the ice, the speed of the ice, and it comes down to a lot of feel. Um, I guess a big difference is team sport versus individual sport. Um, but I think, as I say, a lot of similarities, a lot of kind of headspace required for both. Like for me being the skip, it's a lot of thinking. And it's the same in it's the same in golf. Like obviously you've got to be pretty tactical sometimes on, on where you place your shots for for the next shot. And it's exactly the same in curling. What is your handicap? Are you at liberty to say, and maybe <laughs> could you make the uh, the summer team one day? I'm currently off three 
um, but it's it's gone up. It's gone up rapidly. <laughs> it's still super impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's amazing. And uh, finally, about the golf, uh, who's your favourite player? Where, where's your favourite course? Where have you put down the best round? Um, I think my, my favourite course has to be my home course in Pitlochry, like I have to say that. Um, that's where I, I've got the, the, the club um, championship record right now. Um, it's not that impressive. Six to eight, I remember doing it. And I also missed a, a small two-foot putt in the last gutted. Um, so, yeah, I, I love golf and I love I love playing playing up in the kind of highlands of Scotland. And favourite player? Um, Quite a few favourite players. Like I, I, I am very like Rory McIlroy because he's such a, he's such a kind of laid back guy. Um, he's still young. He's got so much ahead of him. He, he took his time to win that first major, but as soon as he kind of got there, um, he's 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 won a lot, and um, I do respect him big time. And Sergio, read that before. He quite like Sergio. Yeah, I do. He's a cool guy, isn't he? And when it comes to Ryder Cup and things, he's a bit like a, he's a bit like an Ian Poulter. Like he always produces his best. He's a team guy, and and he looks like a lot of fun. For someone who maybe saw the success in Sochi, there's been more success, European champions, how confident are you going into Pyeongchang 2018? As a team, we are very confident going in. Uh, I think being current European champions does definitely help. Yes, it maybe gives you a little bit added pressure, but it also, I think, builds our confidence. Um, and I think that means that we know how to pr produce the big games and the gold medal performances and get to the top of that podium. So, fingers crossed, we can replicate what happened at the European Championships at the Olympics. And remember, you can check out our stories to watch at olympicchannel.com. If you need to get the lowdown of any sport at the Olympic Games, just throw the sport, Olympic Channel, and the words stories to watch into a search engine and they should come up. So perhaps you can spot a back-to-back 1440 -back at the snowboarding halfpipe, or maybe you can score the figure skating yourself at home. But even if you can't, it's still obviously one thing. Awesome. So what could be better than screaming that awesome in Korean at your screen in your living room? Well, luckily, we have Heiji Kim, who is an Olympic Channel volunteer, who is going to give us a quick lowdown. So, hello, Heiji. Hello. What should I be saying? Tebak. <laughs> so, tebak is like a word that we use in Korea when we see something awesome or when you see something amazing, like cool. And yeah, and so it could mean... Uh, hit the jackpot in English and so if you see something amazing and during the Olympic Games then you say Tebak. Tebak. <laughs> yeah, Tebak. That was good, right? Uh -huh. And if I'm, if I'm a bit bored, I've said Tebak <laughs> a few times. Uh -huh. What else should I be saying? There's another word uh, that's very similar with Tebak, which means Janda. This is a bit harder to say. Janda. Yep. <laughs> Janda. It's like, uh, it's another way to say awesome. It's super, super cool. It's amazing. But you can also like put tebak and janda together, okay. which means like super awesome. <laughs> like, so you can say um, tebak janda. Tebak janda. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So if I meet like Yi Sanghwa, the speed skater during the Olympics, then I'll say tebak janda like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. well, well, perhaps you will. Tongdak heja. Right? Tebak janda. Tebak janda. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> Our Olympic Channel volunteer and all-round career expert, Heidi Kim, will be back for some more career facts next time. And so will I. Please do remember to give us a five-star rating where you can and subscribe. It really does help me and the Olympic Channel out. 
and tell people about us. Leave us comments on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're waiting. So until next time, it's bye for now. <laughs>